In this week's episode, I talk about transphobia. I also introduce a new segment called Isn't It Avi Yas? In lieu of Kirsten's Corner, I talk about her empowerment song of the month, Thursday, by Jess Glynn. And finally, Sierra says, where she talks about transphobia, more specifically, internalized transphobia. This is the 57th episode of the Cross Yas podcast. It's a little short, so how about we get right to it, shall we? Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast. Would you sell me your soul? Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, cross-dresser, cross-dressing extraordinaire, podcast host of this important and inclusive podcast, The Cross Yas Podcast. If you're new to the podcast or a returning listener, more information is available on the Cross the Yas Podcast website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. That's crossyaspodcast.com, where you'll find all the episodes, all of the social media, and ways you can help to support this podcast. And if you're looking to support the podcast and get bonus content like special digital prints, exclusive bonus episodes, and even hear Kirsten singing, well, go to patreon.com slash C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S, where you can find all that stuff. And finally, if you're looking to share your personal story, especially if it's cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender-related, and you're wondering if you can talk to someone about it, well, of course, you know me, and you know the answer. It's a loud frickin'... Reach out to me and hit me up. Email me, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. That's G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S-Podcast.com where you can just hit me up and tell me what's up. Um, you can also hit me on social media at CrossYas on Twitter or at CrossYasPodcast on Instagram. Happy September, everyone. Here in California, it's been fires everywhere i said oh lord jesus it's a fire yeah it's been crazy as always 2020 you know how it goes super crazy year so of course super crazy week i know originally i was supposed to release the third and final part of adelina's part in this episode but i kind of want to talk about a couple more things before i do that so instead on saturday um september 12th i will release that third and final part on its own uh, as its own episode i kind of want to do that Instead of putting it in a Wednesday episode, so I'm going to trial that and see what you guys think. But for future episodes, I'm still having interviews being released every other week, but I'm going to just try Saturday instead. So let's see how you guys think about that. Um, But this week, I want to start with introducing a new segment instead of my Yas of the Week. Well, it's kind of a Yas of the Week, but instead it's going to be more specific towards the bad things that happened this week or that happens in the week that's either related to cross-dressing sexuality or gender or you know something i want to talk about and this week uh my first ever segment let's do the intro right now it's called isn't it avi yes um this week and speaking of all the fires that have happened in california one of which was caused by a gender reveal party Here's a little more information about it. This fire, now 8,600 acres, 21,000 people evacuated from their homes. It's about 7% contained. This fire, as far as fire officials are now confirming, was started by a gender reveal 
gone wrong. It was apparently a photo op in a park that is very nearby to where I'm standing. They had some sort of smoke incendiary, uh, almost like a grenade that went off and exploded and caused this fire. Now, 8,000 plus acres that have scorched the landscape. Those people are in touch with investigators. Investigators say they are cooperating, but they could still face an extremely heavy fine, if not some sort of criminal charges, based upon what the fire does now. And this fire is continuing to spread. Yeah, that's right. A gender reveal party caused a huge fire here in California. That's still blazing as of today. Today's Tuesday when I'm recording this. Eesh, yeah. Uh, I did an episode many moons ago about why gender reveal parties are stupid. Because, first off, it's not revealing any gender. You know how gender reveal parties, for those of you who are new to the podcast or haven't heard me talk about it before and heard my huge uh, spiel, if you will, or rant about why gender reveal parties are stupid. Um, First off, they don't reveal gender. They reveal the sex of your baby when your baby is born because they do gender reveal parties prior to a woman giving birth. The other thing is the lady who invented or is credited for the first ever gender reveal party is now against them and saying how stupid they are. So there you go. But people still do them. Either they release... And don't even get me started about the colors. They... I don't know. People have so many different ideas they have like balloons so if a parent will hit the parents will hit the balloon and if the contents that come out of the balloon are pink then it's a girl and then if the contents that come out of the balloon are blue then it's a boy which is really stupid so you don't even know what stupid is it's about to get all stupid up in here yeah uh, but who knew that gender reveal parties are dangerous Jeez. um i mean i did i mean i think they're stupid anyways but for those who keep having them don't or please stop please they are very stupid yeah and of course this isn't the first ever gender reveal party to cause a huge fire back in 2017 um uh, i guess an off-duty agent was celebrating the so-called gender but really it's the sex of their baby by shooting off a explosive or like tannerite to I guess it would explode pink or blue to reveal the sex of the baby. And of course, that caused a huge fire because he blew it up and the fire grew more rampant. All in all, that fire ended up causing 47,000 acres lost due to that fire and cost the U.S. about $8 million in damages. That's dumb. You're dumb. And another gender reveal party in Florida, of course, Florida, shout out to Florida, (laughs) led to a 10-acre brush fire and also they used tannerite and a weapon, uh, according to CNN. Uh, also, I guess there was a plane crash uh, last year in Texas, as I guess a plane in low altitude, according to CNN, also was supposed to reveal the gender of the sex uh, by a pilot dumping 350 gallons of pink water from the plane. Sure. And, of course, it was... The plane stalled and it crashed. Dumbass. Luckily, it only ended at minor injuries. So yeah, can we stop this gender reveal party bullshit, please? (laughs) Uh, I want to go off on gender reveal parties, but I already have. But the fire here in California caused by this uh, gender reveal party is still raging. As I look outside, it is about 9 or 10 a.m. this morning, and it is quite dark. It is pink. There's like a pink tinge hue outside 
and it's like smoky and cloudy and it's like really hard to breathe outside so for the person who started this gender reveal party um stunt by exploding some tannerite or whatever you use to explode uh that fire um fuck you (laughs) um i hope your kid is healthy and well and i hope they realize the damage that you as a parent caused (laughs) yeah the u.s and california and how California is still burning like why do you even need any pyrotechnics at all to reveal the sex of your child you don't need that well the whole who cares if you're having a boy or a girl and it would be even more ironic if your child uh, ended up being transgender so that would be really funny and of course really great for that child and I guess whatever but it's just more uh this tired trope of let's stop having gender reveal parties if we'd really want to have a gender reveal party Sierra and I were talking about it and how about we have gender reveal parties for adults who come out as transgender who come out as cross-dressers who come out as part of the LGBTQ spectrum like let's celebrate that and how about we stop using fire (laughs) especially in the summer where it's already fucking 110 degrees in LA County yesterday it was already or this week it was like freaking 110 in LA counties it's freaking hot and we can't go outside we can't go to the beach safely right without getting coronavirus like it fucking sucks (laughs) this year already sucks I haven't cross-dressed in like six months because I've got nowhere to go and yes I can dress up at home but it's like man it's not the same I want to hang out with people I'm a social butterfly if you will yeah right (laughs) just kidding I, I hate people nah just kidding I do love people but this this has got to stop people this gender reveal party sorry i digress but this has to stop this gender reveal party bullshit for babies stop stop with the youth you know stop with creating these terrible norms of like hey this is the gender of the baby when it's not it's the sex of your child a boy or a girl makes the sex of your child what you're born with it's how they present later in life because you know kids that the age of when they're born don't know how they want to present yet they're still born and they're still trying to learn the world around them but kids and teenagers and adults they learn about the world around them it's not just one finite thing that they're given at birth there's other factors to consider so yeah i'll get off my high horse because i'm no better i don't know anything but what i do know is fires are bad and uh tannerite and exploding shit in brush fire are never a good idea and can cause tons of damage as it has today so yeah um isn't it obvious that we should stop gender reveal parties and stop gender reveal parties for babies and how about we have them as adults and again also isn't it obvious that we stop fucking uh pyrotechnics when you're not you know in in fire like shit that's not a controlled environment it's fucking brush everywhere so i'm done whatever I'm over it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's this week's Isn't It Avi Yas. And that was this week's Isn't It Avi Yas. As for the rest of the episode, I am going to just talk about transphobia for a little bit in the next segment. I'm also going to talk about Kristen's Empowerment Song of the Month in lieu of a Kirsten's Corner. And finally, Sierra says, where she talks about transphobia. And that's it. Uh, I'm going to have a short ending Sorry I don't have the interview in this episode. I kind of just want to have shorter episodes in general just because it's a lot of me talking and a lot of uh, stuff that I'm like, well, I don't know if the listener likes and whatnot. And I'll ask your feedback for it at the end of the episode. But enjoy the rest of this episode. It's short, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 
Okay, so let's talk transphobia. Now, what is transphobia? Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines transphobia as the irrational fear of, aversion to, or discrimination against transgender people. Now, why do I bring that again in this episode? If you heard last week, I talked a little bit about why crossdressers are transgender, and I didn't get a lot of flack that I was expecting, but I did get some people who were saying that like, hey, that makes so much more sense. Like transgender people are cross-dressers or as a cross-dresser, I do want to be transgender or I do want to fit under the umbrella term that is transgender. Sarah and I were talking about it and she talks about it in her Sierra Says this week. But there's this idea that people hate or are scared of the word trans or being transgender or being classified as transgender. And Her and I discussed, and we do kind of agree that there is this idea that if you are transgender or the people that the reason there are people fear of transgender is because there is this discrimination or this idea that being trans is different or being trans makes you different than the norm, which it does. It makes you transgender, but that doesn't make you any more different or any less of a human being. All it means is that you are now, you now belong somewhere and you fit this idea because you express your gender differently. Doing a little more research online, I found an article written by, her name is Jodi Norton. This was written, shoot, over 20 years ago, but her ideas still exist, are still true today. She wrote an article entitled, Brain Says You're a Girl, But I Think You're a Sissy Boy, Cultural Origins of Transphobia. And in that article, Jodi Norton says transphobia is an extension of homophobia and misogyny. She also argues that transgender people, like gays and lesbians, are halted and feared for challenging and undermining gender norms and the gender binary. Norton also writes, the male-to-female transgender incites transphobia through her implicit challenge to the binary division of gender upon which male cultural and political hegemony depends. Now, if you look at some other keywords in there, homophobia, you know, the fear of being not hetero, heterosexual. So if you're gay or lesbian or you're different or you're misogynistic. And for those who don't know misogynistic, it means the hatred of contempt for or prejudice against women or girls. And let's face it, there is a huge discrimination against women in our society today because of the whole patriarchal stuff. You know, we revere men, we revere white men. Um, and we revere everything that isn't female or um, feminine. So this idea that like myself, cross-dressers or transgender people who, again, don't fit the norm, get this sense of bias or get this sense of you're different, you don't belong, stay there. And so if anyone who challenges the binary and says, hey, I'm, for example, masculine or born male or present as masculine. So if I show any signs of femininity, that makes me weak or that makes me less of a person, less of a human being, less of whatever it is that you feel less of or makes you less of yourself. Whereas it would be best to accept ourselves, accept that if you're a cross-dresser or you're transgender or you're gay, lesbian, bi, trans, or questioning, accept who you are. Accept that you're different and accept that your differences make you unique and make you a really cool person and really special. And I think if we embrace our own uniqueness and our own special qualities, if you will, the world would be a better place because then nobody likes being the same. I mean, we all strive for it, right? We all want to be equal. We all want to be that. But we also want to have our own individual 
differences and our own unique qualities and our own what makes you different. A lot of things I'm sure if you ask about yourself, you hate being yourself or you hate being what makes you you. For those cross-dressers who deny themselves like the other side of them and are like, I don't want to be that person. Why would I want to be that other person? You need to ask yourself, why are you saying that? Why are you saying you can't be that person when in reality you should be that person if you so choose to be. You can be that person full time if you want to transition completely. If you are transgender and you want to say, you know, I want to be this other person, or you can be a cross dresser and do it only part time or do it some of the time and say, I like to dress in women's clothing. Or if you're male to female, or if you're female to male and you say, I like wearing men's clothing all the time and sometimes I want to present traditionally masculine. That's okay too. As long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as you're not putting anyone down and you're making yourself the best person you are, who's going to argue with you? Who's going to say that's the wrong thing to do? So this is a shorter segment, but although it's short, I still want to bring the point across that cross-dressers are transgender and transgender people are nothing to be afraid of. Transgender people are different, yes, than the norm and anyone who challenges the binary like in Jody Norton's article may be considered different, but that doesn't make them any less human, that doesn't make them any less masculine, doesn't make them any less feminine, it makes them human beings. Their transgender identity is their own. Let them be themselves, and if you don't want to be around them, then you don't have to, unless you know, you're stuck with them because of quarantining, then learn to tolerate them, learn to ask questions, learn to know more about them, and realize it's not that different. Yes, they are masculine presenting feminine, or feminine presenting masculine, or they're not presenting any of the binaries and they want to present as something different, embrace it, <laughs> understand them and learn more about them. And maybe you'll learn more about yourself and you'll, you can realize, hey, I have my own biases and now this person is challenging them and maybe that's okay. Maybe that's fine. Maybe maybe I'm the problem. You ever realize that, guys? I mean, I've, I've realized that all the time. Maybe I, Giselle, am an issue and maybe I, Giselle, need to realize new things. And of course, this is all brought up because... I heard in, that, in another podcast that is cross-dressing related or somewhat like that, uh, which again, I won't have to bring up here. You guys can find your own cross-dressing podcast out there um, and listen to them or listen to whatever you guys want. But I do want to get the point across that, and, and I'm not trying to fight other ones or, you know, I don't want to create, I don't know, a war or whatever or I'm at war or fight with somebody because I don't need that kind of energy. I'm already tired as it is. I can't fight any more battles than I have. But, you know, I know it does make it more fun, but I don't want to create this narrative that all cross-dressers are this or all transgender people are that. You are your own unique person, but I do want to get the point across that cross-dressers, if you're looking for a home, the transgender spectrum is somewhere that might fit your alley in if transgender people out there are willing to accept cross-dressers, then I think, you know what, maybe that might be a good thing. And for cross-dressers who refuse to believe you are transgender, that's fine, that's fine. You are. You don't have to be there, but I, again, moving forward, I think transgender people, if you learn, and if you're not, let me back up. For the cross-dressers who fear adding themselves to the transgender community i think that's is in you know and sierra talks about this a little later is maybe sparked a little by transphobia again people are fearful to go into this new world of oh wow i fit somewhere well, do i belong here though really well, i don't know 
Does that make you, you don't have to be gay to be transgender. You don't have to be bisexual. You don't have to be anything. But if you present your gender differently than what, you, what you're born as, if you want to present feminine and you're, if you're born male or if you're born female and you want to present as masculine, then you know what? Maybe you are transgender because your gender expression is different than the sex you were born with or the gender you were associated with with your sex. But yeah, if we learn to understand that being trans is okay, maybe we'll understand transphobia and maybe we'll understand that these people are no different. They just want to present themselves as different. And people want to, some people might think, well, they're deceiving us all. They're being deceptive. And reality, no, they're not. They were just born differently. (laughs) They were born differently than the way they want to present themselves as. If I could be my male self at all times and I got rid of Giselle, I guess that would be fine. But as a transgender person myself or as a cross-dresser myself, I can't do that. It's just because it's it's here. Giselle's already here. <laughs> like, why would I want to get rid of her? She's already here. I've already accepted that part of myself, not denying that part of myself. And for those cross-dressers out there who will stop denying your other self or your other person and just realize that person that makes you you, you'll be so much happier. You don't need that other drama. You can, You don't need to fight with yourself and fight the internal struggle of, well, I have a male self and I have a female self. Just just accept that other person that person is part of you and it makes you who you are you are unique you are a wonderful human being and that's it that's all there is to it you present yourself differently than you what you were born with and that's okay and if you want to make it a full-time thing and you started off as a cross-dresser and you realize hey i want to be fully this person full-time that doesn't make you any less transgender you're still transgender and anything it makes you it makes you fully embrace that other gender expression of you and that's okay but yeah uh, and in short and to sum it all up being trans is something to accept and if you understand what transphobia is and the transphobia ideas that you have and you can kind of overcome those ideas you can understand that cross-dressers are transgender and being transgender is not a problem at all that's all hope you guys learned a little something something yeah thanks So in lieu of this week's Kirsten's Corner, I'm just going to give you a little background information on Kirsten's Empowerment Song of the Month. Kirsten has decided to sing the song Thursday by Jess Glynn. Uh, For those of you who don't know who Jess Glynn is, she's a singer from the UK who's had a couple hits in the UK, one of which is called I'll Be There. Another song is Don't Be So Hard On Yourself. And a song that was a hit in the UK and the US uh, was called Hold My Hand. The big hit you might know her for though was a hit way back when, in 2013, and also hit in 2014, entitled Rather Be, uh, that she was featured on with The Clean Bandits. When I am with you, there's no place I'd rather be. 
Well, she had another song, I think a couple years ago, that she wrote with Ed Sheeran. And I'm sure you guys know who Ed Sheeran is with all these songs that Ed Sheeran has had, including Shape of You and Perfect. And thinking out loud. And we found love right where we are. Well, Jess Glynn has a song called Thursday, which Kirsten chose as an empowerment song. Because, well, the song is, if you listen to the lyrics, this song is basically about just being yourself and how you don't have to be perfect all the time. I mean, the song starts out with lyrics like, I won't wear makeup on Thursday. I'm sick of covering up. I'm tired of feeling so broken. I'm tired of falling in love. And lyrics like, I want to sing. I want to dance. I want to feel love inside my hands again. I just want to feel beautiful. Jess Glynn, when asked about her lyrics, she said the song itself is about accepting yourself for who you are and not abiding by society and feeling like you have to abide by the pressures that people put on you to wear makeup and, and be perfect at all times. Being you is just fine. And that's a great song choice for the empowerment song because truly you don't have to be perfect all the time. You can just be yourself, right? I know society encourages you to be the best version of yourself and be amazing every day of your entire life. But let's be honest, we we can't all be that person. Like I said earlier, I haven't cross-dressed in like six months and I'm yearning to dress up again. But my eyebrows and wanting to get everything ready and moving and all this other stuff just has been busy. And yes, I need to make time for being Giselle, but I prefer to just talk on the podcast and talk to you guys because, you know, you guys are all amazing. The listeners out there are listening to this podcast are great. So Kirsten chose this song um, because this song is about being yourself and just accept who you are and be the best person you can be. You don't have to be all the time, but just be you. Not trying to have a preach moment, but... It should not be a phenomenon if a girl decides to or not to wear makeup. If you want to beat that face down, then beat it down. If you want to go natural, then go natural. Do you, boo-boo. Be happy. And here's a clip of Kirsten covering Thursday by Chess Glynn. And there are many things that I can change so slightly. But why would I succumb to something so unlike me? I was always taught to just be myself. And if you guys like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon for $10 a month, where you'll not only get all the access to Kirsten's covers of all songs, but you'll also get bonus episodes and bonus Kirsten's Corners, and also specialized digital prints. Thanks guys, hope you enjoyed that. And it's now time for everyone's favorite segment, Sierra Says. In this week's Sierra Says, I say nah, girl, to internalized transphobia. And yes, queen, to two things, really. At the individual level, recognizing and confronting internalized transphobia when we find it in ourselves. And at the societal level, supporting psychological and social science research designed to better understand internalized transphobia and its consequences on quality of life and life satisfaction among transgender individuals and the transgender community in general. In a sense, I'm continuing the conversation that Giselle started earlier about transphobia, but in this segment, we'll be focusing specifically on internalized transphobia. 
Perhaps the most comprehensive definition of the term can be found within the 2015 edition of the International Encyclopedia of Human Sexuality, wherein leading transgender psychology researcher Walter Bochting defines it as, quote, internalized transphobia, analogous to internalized homophobia, refers to a discomfort with one's own transgenderism as a result of internalizing society's normative gender expectations, unquote. If we unpack that very academic definition just a little bit, it becomes very clear that internalized transphobia is simply a fear or a discomfort with one's own transgender identity. And this often results from the fact that there are normative gender expectations in society. There are pressures to conform to a gender binary. And if one finds tension between one's own identity and those expectations, you could consider that to be internalized transphobia. Bakhtin goes on in his definition, saying, quote, internalized transphobia has been postulated as a minority stress process, negatively affecting health outcomes among transsexual, transgender, and gender nonconforming people. While transphobia, essentially prejudice and discrimination towards trans and gender nonconforming people by the majority population, has been documented, Internalized transphobia, while commonly observed in clinical practice, has received little attention in empirical research." Unquote. To unpack that a little bit, there are a couple of important terms there. First of all, the idea of a minority stress process is a concept in psychology research referring to those processes that are typically experienced by people who fall into stigmatized minority population groups. And certainly the transgender community and the specific stresses associated with belonging to the transgender community could be considered minority stress processes. So even though internalized transphobia is really one's tension between one's own thoughts and broader societal expectations, we could still consider it to be a minority stress process that is experienced uniquely within this community. Furthermore, Bakhting argues in this definition that internalized transphobia hasn't been addressed to the same extent in psychological or social science research compared to transphobia that one might experience from external sources. While there has indeed been less research focused on internalized transphobia compared to broader transphobia, there have been some recent interesting studies completed that specifically identify contributors to internalized transphobia from a psychological perspective as well as consequences of experiencing internalized transphobia. For the remainder of this segment, I will mostly be focused on discussing the important takeaways for the cross-dressing and transgender community from one particular study. This is a study published in the journal LGBT Health in January 2020 by Walter Bochting and a team of other researchers entitled The Transgender Identity Survey, A Measure of Internalized Transphobia. There's a lot that we can learn from this article that is relevant to both helping us to understand why it's important to better understand internalized transphobia and also what factors contribute to the development of internalized transphobia. Let's proceed by discussing several of the key manifestations of internalized transphobia as identified by this study's authors. In this case, we can think of a manifestation of internalized transphobia as a feeling or something that a transgender person who is experiencing internalized transphobia might be feeling in relation to their transgender identity. Several of these manifestations include, first, feeling guilt or feeling shameful about one's transgender identity. 
Second is a feeling of pressure to conform to the gender binary or to normative gender expectations, primarily for the purpose of avoiding a stigma that society associates with gender binary nonconformity. And finally, the study's authors identify that a lack of desire to associate with other members of the transgender community, primarily in the interest of avoiding having to confront one's own gender identity or gender variance, is another characteristic or manifestation that we see among those people who are experiencing internalized transphobia. So why is it important to better understand internalized transphobia? Well, considering these manifestations and how harmful these manifestations can be for transgender individuals, it simply follows that we would want to conduct research that would allow us to understand what some of these causes of these manifestations might be, particularly because it has been established through psychological research that internalized transphobia is directly linked to well-being and mental health. If we look to an article published in the journal Personality and Individual Differences in June 2019 by a research team led by Timothy Cronin, quote, internalized transphobia was associated with low life satisfaction, unquote. But the authors of this study also noted that this was particularly prevalent for transgender individuals who were also affected by other psychological conditions, including attachment anxiety. So to distill the general conclusions of this study, it's quite striking to see that those transgender individuals who are experiencing internalized transphobia and who are also feeling least capable of depending on significant others in their lives for support are, statistically speaking, significantly more likely to experience low life satisfaction in general. So obviously any issue that is of such importance to the well-being and life satisfaction of transgender individuals is worth study. Now to jump back to the 2020 Bakhting study that asserted a transgender identity survey that could be used to measure internalized transphobia. The authors of this study identified several key interrelated dimensions that can be used to conceptualize internalized transphobia and assess its presence in individuals who might be experiencing it. These dimensions that they identified include, number one, a person's pride in transgender identity. Second, a person's investment in passing as a cisgendered person. Third, alienation from other transgendered people. And fourth, shame in one's transgender identity. A big portion of the article itself is what we would call in social science research largely methodological, so focused upon the research methods that the researchers designed and essentially justifying and validating this model. So without getting into these details too much, suffice it to say that the researchers did a good job generally of showing that this model is useful and that the dimensions that I mentioned previously are helpful in understanding a person's internalized transphobia and its different characteristics and manifestations. The dimension of pride in one's transgender identity is a factor that the authors state is inversely or negatively related to one's internalized transphobia, as those who naturally feel more proud of their transgender identity are less likely to be confined by feelings of internalized transphobia. Likewise, those who felt more pride in their transgender identity typically felt less of one of the other dimensions, which would be shame. And the authors point out in particular that shame, quote, seems to be the most direct manifestation of internalizing society's normative gender expectations and the social stigma attached to gender nonconformity, unquote. 
Another important dimension is alienation from the transgender community, or essentially social distance from other transgender individuals. The authors interpret this as, quote, involving feeling different from or being embarrassed by other transgender individuals. And they further go on to say that individuals who score high in the dimension of alienation might not benefit as readily from the social support that peers who are members of the transgender community might provide, and therefore might result in greater isolation and loneliness. So, of course, it's no stretch to imagine that those individuals who might be more alienated from the broader transgender community as a result of experiencing internalized transphobia are not benefiting from the support of the very inclusive and generally quite supportive transgender community. Finally, the authors discuss the dimension of a person's investment in passing as a cisgendered member of the opposite sex. And it's a very interesting discussion and a very nuanced approach that they take when discussing it. They unpack the fact that passing can mean many different things, and different people have different goals when it comes to what passing is accomplishing for them. So in my interpretation, if we're looking for clearer, more unambiguous indicators of a person's internalized transphobia, passing must always be viewed with a little more nuance because it can mean different things to different people. And therein lies one of the key takeaways, that many different transgender individuals, including crossdressers who experience internalized transphobia, will experience it in very different ways. Some, for example, will feel a lot of shame or will not feel much pride in their transgender identity, but feel comfortable relating to the community, whereas others will maybe not feel as much shame, but have greater social distance or greater alienation from other transgender people for reasons that reflect internalized transphobia. Myself, for example, for many years as I was trying to figure out my gender identity internally, I felt a lot of shame, and that also resulted in my keeping a distance from the transgender community. I was afraid of what it would reveal about myself if I had conversations that were focused on unpacking my gender identity. Others, though, will have very different experiences, and it's important to realize that everyone has their own unique internalized transphobia. Everyone has their own path to overcoming some of the obstacles that result from it. I would argue that most members of the transgender community have experienced internalized transphobia at some point in their lives and have struggled to overcome some of the challenges that it presents. One of the most important outcomes of better understanding the dimensions and the causes of internalized transphobia is that we can fit solutions to help people overcome the challenges that internalized transphobia presents. The authors state that individual psychotherapy or cognitive behavioral therapy can be very helpful for overcoming shame and developing pride in transgender identity. And support groups or membership in local or even online transgender organizations can help to decrease that social alienation and make one feel more comfortable within and supported by other members of the transgender community. In short, simply as a result of being exposed to gender norms and standards in society, most transgender individuals and crossdressers will experience some level of internalized transphobia. Once we better understand it, we can also better understand how to overcome it. So in this, Sierra says, I said, nah, girl, to internalized transphobia. 
And yes, queen, to at the individual level, recognizing when we are facing internalized transphobia and confronting it when it's present. And also at the societal level, recognizing the importance of better understanding internalized transphobia through social science research so that we can also find better ways of overcoming it. And that's how Sierra sees it. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that's it for this week's episode, guys, where you heard my new segment entitled, Isn't it Yas? You also heard me talk a little bit about transphobia. You heard Sierra talk about internalized transphobia. And finally, you heard me give a little information about Kirsten's Empowerment Song of the Month, Thursday by Jess Glynn. No new things to update, I think. That's all I wanted to get out there. But I am releasing uh, the third and final part of Adelina's talk on Saturday. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I kind of want to shorten the episodes. I'm feeling like an hour is a too long for you guys to listen to my voice because you know I can get a little cumbersome and monotonous and I don't want to do that to you guys because you know you guys are have busy days and yeah you can listen to me at six times speed but why do that just listen to me for a short like 20-30 minute thing because I know you guys are busy and going on your runs and doing all your exercise stuff but yeah I'm in the midst of moving gonna try and release my new episode in our new house but We'll see. We have to get a bunch of stuff ready for that. But yeah, releasing the new episode on Saturday. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Check out the Patreon for all the bonus stuff. And if you guys are looking for that, I'm going to release more interviews. Have a bunch of interviews being edited in the process right now. Should have them released from now on every other Saturday. Just to see what you guys think. If you guys like that, let me know. Send me your feedback. Hope you guys enjoy your September. Stay cool. It is freaking hot here in California. Northern and Southern California is like 100 degrees, which isn't normal for us. So, And I'm going to keep complaining because I can. So, yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. And, yeah, uh, and as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.